welcome back to Speakeasy Security, the podcast for MESET. My name is Ranson Burkett. And I'm Tony Anscombe. And this week we are covering a bombshell. We're talking about scams and how they're really ramping up. In fact, scams are taking place on every single platform. And we're going to be covering what happened on this episode. Now, from the messages that you're likely to have seen in the past, and I think everyone here can speak to those, about being an heir to a fortune left to you by a fake prince, um, or the long-lost love that has been awaiting you somewhere remote and exotic, scams are nothing new in the digital age. However, since COVID-19, scams have been coming in all shapes and sizes. Isn't that right, Tony? Yeah, that's right, Ranson. So the FT FTC has just reported that during the first six months of 2020, Consumers have lost a reported $117 million to social media scams. And they're not showing signs of slowing down. In fact, one in four of the scams reported to the FTC have a social media component to them. And I'd just point out here that I reckon it's only a small fraction of people that actually report the scams. Because if you've been duped in some way by some cyber criminal, uh, would you go and report this to the FTC and kind of make yourself feel a little silly? <laughs> no, I don't think I would. I'd probably run, duck, and hide, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, th I think a lot of people would uh, cower into their sofa and feel stupid on their own rather than <laughs> making a report. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, I think that's what's... Yeah, well, let's hope that's not what's been happening, and we're glad to see that folks are reporting this to the FTC because now there's this new report, apparently, that uh, you're reciting about how many folks have been scammed and the amount of money that's been made. So tell me about this. How are they actually making money from all of this? Well, before I get to the how they're making money, you know, I, I just said you might feel stupid. Yeah, don't feel stupid. That's the most important <laughs> thing. You know, some of these scams are, are incredibly uh, real-looking and... Yeah, easy to easy to fall for. So don't firstly don't don't actually feel that you were duped in a, a, any way silly in that way, uh, and do report them. So how are they making money? Well, unfortunately, they're making money in a, a number of ways. Yeah, whether it's fake online sales. So at the start of this pandemic, we saw lots of phishing campaigns, if you remember, uh, and campaigns offering to sell you face masks and PPE. Uh, yeah, they may have even had the coveted spare toilet rolls that you could purchase from them. Uh, but unfortunately, now you, those scammers have moved on and you can pretty much order anything because if you look at our buying patterns as consumers, virtually everything we're buying these days, apart from our groceries, and in some cases our groceries, it's probably coming from online. So there's a lot more opportunity for these scammers to make money, unfortunately. See, that's the worst part, right? There is a payday at the end of it for these guys. And unfortunately, they're taking advantage of these victims that, again, are unsuspecting. So, well, I mean, let's get into it then. Are there any services, software, or items that people can add to or contact that may show them what a scam is or, or potentially educate them on how to spot a scam? So there are some, there's some good advice out there. I mean, that's the first place to start with. Yeah, the the little key things you can look for on a scam site, whether it's got digital, whether it's digitally signed or whatever it might be. But yeah, if you remember a couple of weeks back, we had uh, Christian Judge on here, the CEO of Fraud Support and Scam Spotter, on our show, and she was talking about the services they have, and they have some pretty good advice on their website, so scamspotter.org, on what to look for and how to how to spot a scam. But 
one other thing is to look for as well is scammers can delete if the the scams are, are appearing on social media the scammers can remove the negative comments now i don't know about you when i buy something i've not bought before i actually don't read the positive comments i only read the negative ones so if you go to look and buy something and there's no negative comments actually that would raise a flag for me yeah yeah yeah. yeah, the reverse way round of the way we tend to think about this. The other thing you can do is if this is a romance scam as well, is you can reverse image the lookup. Now, so do I, don't know you, I don't know whether you know how to do this, um, but if you go to Google Images, so just go to Google, type in Google Images, it will pop another search window where you can search for images. But there's a little, in the search bar is a little picture of a camera. Okay. If you click on the camera, now you can either upload a picture or put in a URL of a picture, yeah. and it will then tell you all the places on the internet that picture appears. Oh, that's good. Okay. And yeah. then hopefully so, this will show you that there's maybe a fraudster attached to this image versus you know, your long-lost love from some, some remote island, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. And more to the point, you might see this image has got 25 different personas on different websites. <laughs> Probably not the real person then, is it? We're talking catfishing at this point, right? Yeah. We ser- yeah, we certainly are. Oh, my goodness. So, all right. So, with that, and we were just talking about it, I mean, maybe you can tell us what, what's the most common type of cam the FTC is reporting on this year, this, this year. Well, unfortunately, romance scams, I think, are still up there at the top of that list. because, And they've been a problem for years. I mean, if you actually look, but they've increased during the pandemic, of course. And that's probably because people are looking for that online relationship, that social interaction. Because, of course, they haven't been able to get out. So about half of all romance scams reported to the FTC since 2019 involve social media, usually Facebook and Instagram. So it's not even, I would have assumed uh, that it would have come through dating sites and such like, but it's not. It's taking on general Facebook and Instagram okay. uh, forms. Uh, so that, however, uh, you know, if you look since the pandemic began, more people than ever have been reporting losing money to romance scams as well. So more to the point, not only are they increasing, but more people are unfortunately falling for them. See, that's scary because, you know, when you when we speak about it, it sounds like a no-brainer. But as you mentioned just now, not only are they falling for it, they're making more money than they've ever made at these things. So I think one of the things we're trying to tell people is just be aware. I think, as you mentioned, there's a ton of resources, but... If it sounds too good to be true, it usually generally is. And I love the piece that you just shared about how Google can search for that image for you. So um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, actually, uh, Ranson, I, I shared that uh, information last week with the Oasis crew in San Diego. So yeah. I actually demonstrated how, how you do that in a presentation. So I think that presentation's online. Maybe we could add that to the the show notes so people can go and, go and see those slides. Yeah. But you know, the other thing that uh, is is important here is a lot of these scammers are using, you know, how do they get their money? Because uh, that's the, the piece, isn't yeah. it? Is, yeah. is they're going to extract money somehow out of the scam. And they're using something called Cash App. Cash App. Okay, and, tell us about that. Well, so Cash App is basically where um, – I have a phone number and I have an account on Cash App. So I have their app and I load cash onto the app. So I through a debit card or from my bank account. Yeah. And if you and I are then in a restaurant and you pay the bill and but we're gonna 
we're going to go Dutch, through Cash App, I can just send money to your phone number. Really? Okay. So it appears in your Cash App. Okay. And you can extract the cash from your Cash App or use it for some other purpose, but you can extract it back onto your bank account. Okay. So it's an instant way of actually moving money from from uh, a phone to phone, so from phone number to phone number. Now think of these scammers. They go and buy some burner phone number. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, now, and now you've got this as an easy way for them to move money around, which is not going through the regulated banking system either. Yeah. Wow. And, and you bring up something important, which is that almost, I mean, I'm not saying it does, but in the minds of a victim, that likely creates some form of legitimacy, right? Oh, there's a phone number associated with this, right? This isn't a bot, right? This isn't me sending something elsewhere. As you mentioned, they have a, a burner phone. So most people say, hey, if it's a phone number, hey, it very well could be legitimate. So that's, that's huge. I, I hadn't known about that. Right. And the other thing to point out here is uh, the um, Better Business Bureau uh, they they've also been monitoring this, and they've said that they've seen examples of this being used by the tech support scam. You know those ones oh, that yeah. call you up. Yeah, we've all seen that had those phone us up, or, or trying to get us to buy their service. And they they've been seeing those using Cash App. Now let's be clear: I don't know of any business, any legitimate business no. that accepts Cash App as a payment method. Yeah. So if somebody and, is suggesting this. It it's likely not real. Yeah, and and certainly not for support, right? <laughs> right. You're not going to get a cash app request to hey pay for this service. So you're 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 bringing some really good things to bear, and I hope people take note. Um, so let's go back to the types of scams. And you mentioned you you spoke about how these um, uh, scammers are targeting, unfortunately, the vulnerable through romance scams. Right? They're appeal, appealing to your emotions. Um, is there the propensity or the opportunity for them to steal any personal identify, personally identifiable information here? So outside of being paid, as you mentioned, through Cash App and other ways, can these scammers get things like, you know, date of birth, um, potentially your location, um, anything that would identify their victim so they could do things beyond just extending and, and extracting the cash? Well, of course there is, especially when you're talking about something like a romance scam as well, because you've got a trust element with the person. And if they, if you've got that trust element, then you're going to start probably sharing personal personal data. Yeah. 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 If, it, if it's a site, if, yeah, if it's a site and they're trying to offer you goods or such like, you know, one of the great things to do, one of the most awesome things about the internet is you can search for everything. And you can search to see whether something is a scam. So if you want to know whether a site is legitimate, actually go back to Google and look for, is this site legitimate? And Google are pretty good at coming back with some, you'll see other people saying, oh, I bought something from there and it's not good. And you'll soon find out whether it's a scam or not. You're right. And to maybe segue into what we will be seeing very soon. In fact, I think we're seeing a lot of it now with Amazon Prime Day just taking place a few weeks back and coming around into November here uh, next week. The holiday shopping season is coming, right? So as you mentioned, I think these scams that have started to proliferate and begin to generate money and paydays for victims are probably only going to see an increase because now they're probably going to play on the holiday you know, element, right? Hey, send send money to this long lost loved or this new love uh, over the holidays, right? So um, I, I think this is a perfect time to be talking about this. Well, absolutely. And I think the other thing they've been playing on is financial relief. 
through the pandemic is, you know, if you want to get some financial relief, uh, give us this information and put this money into an account. Now, I've never understood the logic about that of, you know, you want financial relief, so send me this money. Well, isn't that me giving you financial relief? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems, yeah. seems somewhat to be the wrong way around. No, but, no. but unfortunately, people do fall for that. Uh, yeah, if somebody's asking for financial, if if there's a financial relief scam as well, just you know, kind of ignore that. Yeah, yeah. No, you you bring you bring so many different and very good perspectives to this conversation because one of the things that was also in the FTC report were, um, I guess, what they're calling money, uh, earning money uh, scams. So things about, and they've been reporting about multi-level marketing companies and pyramid schemes that are enticing people on social media to um, join their scheme, uh, learn how to make as much money as I have, or become um, financially independent uh, so that they can recruit individuals and then ultimately, um, you know, take, you know, take, take their, take their money from them. And these Pyramid schemes, first, are illegal, but two, they're now seeing a huge play on social media, right? I mean, I think that's what the report was saying. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's the thing of making sure you report these scams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you do get duped into one of these, make sure you report them. The reason to report them is actually you draw law enforcement's attention to them. Yeah, because once a certain number of complaints come in, then law enforcement will go and investigate and hopefully shut these scams down. And more, yeah, even further, hopefully go and arrest the uh, scammers if they can behind them. I mean, that's the other thing. But one one thing that FTC do recommend is to put your social media to private. Yeah, because absolutely. of course, if it's private, you're in a closed user group. Now, yeah, somebody may have hacked somebody in your closed user group, and they might come and. Uh, yeah, pretend to be them or whatever, but I think you'll soon spot, or hopefully you'll soon spot, that's not actually your friend. Yeah, but if you've got a public profile, well, you're kind of open to anybody communicating with you, and yeah, they can probably use things in your profile to actually appear as though they do know you. Yeah, 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 and you bring up the best point. I know you've said this before, which is just check your settings, um, keep your information private, and you limit a very good portion of the folks that can't even have access to you. So you're kind of just um, checking the boxes for doing the basics, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and you can even stop your social media accounts appearing in uh, the search engine results as well if you if you want to lock it down fully. In fact, there's probably there's probably a blog post in there somewhere, isn't there, Ransom, <laughs> yeah. about how to set your Facebook settings? I know, I know, that's right. Yeah, there certainly is, and you can do it for every platform, right? So, no, you bring up um, you bring up all of these good things, and I'm glad that we're talking about this because, as you mentioned, we we, we see a variety of things, and you said as a excuse me, you said as a company tracks all kinds of threats and reports, and just the other day we put out our threat report, and we were seeing um, everything from ransomware and increases in a variety of different attacks, but for the everyday user, these are the things that you probably hear it all the time and maybe as much as I do, which is, oh, I have nothing um, important to a scammer. Well, the, you're probably their easiest target because many times they will look for the people that have um, have lowered their guard, if you will. So this this comes at a perfect time, Tony. I, I don't think we could have had a better topic for this week. No, absolutely. And actually, as you've mentioned, the threat report, let's just you know pay some homage to it because one of the things in there is actually – it shows how agile cyber criminals are. 
one of the things mentioned in the report is uh, RDP, which is Remote Desktop Protocol. So this is the infrastructure that a lot of home workers use to connect back into their companies. Between year on year, so one year ago to this year, a hundred and forty percent increase on uh, you know of people of attacks on RDP servers. Wow! So that shows how scammers are looking and going. Ah, oh, cyber criminals are looking and saying that the opportunity is over there in that COVID stuff. Everybody's remote working. We're going to attack the company's RDP servers. So it just shows that they're dynamic. They move around and they're going to go where the money is. That's that's really good to know, and I hope everyone is taking some advice here to batten down the hatches. So in true speakeasy security style, I'm going to ask you, what are you drinking this week, Tony? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, that is a very good question. I have actually another glass of white Chardonnay butter. Oh, right. Okay, good man. I thought you were going to tell me you are drinking one of the seltzer beers and soda waters. But well, I did try one of those the other day, as you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's flavored water. Indeed, indeed, with a spike to it, right? Yeah. How do you like it? What do you think? Yeah. I didn't finish the uh, tin. <laughs> there you go. Good man. No, I'm with you. I've I've tried and probably will we'll continue to pass on those. I have to tell you, I've tried something new this time, straight out of Lagunitas. My guys in Petaluma love it. Uh, they have, you know, Little Something Something is my favorite. I have gotten Little Something Hazy this week. Um, and I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite ones, too. Probably competing with Little Something. So, Tony, I'm... I'm happy to cheers you here remotely and say, oh, thank you. And with that, I think we can close out this week's episode because you covered everything and the people that are listening, keep your guards up. I think this week and the weeks to come, we'll have, as they say, the daggers will be out. The criminals will continue to ramp up. And Tony's going to put some resources together, not only for his uh, show that he did just this past week, uh, but also some resources that may help uh, anyone listening to identify how scams uh, are are put together and then also where they can go for help. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, what's that noise in the background, Ransom? Is that the Lagunitas <laughs> truck pulling out with the sponsorship again? I, I hope so. You know, Lagunitas, if you're listening, it would be great to get some swag down here because here in Southern California, uh, we love your stuff and certainly we do at, at Speakeasy Security. Yeah. Right, and with that, I think we should sign off and allow you to finish your beer. <laughs> I'll take that too. Thanks, Tony. Mm-hmm.